0: Hello everyone, I am Dr. Unkar Wak. I am working as a consultant endocrinologist in Gitanjali Hospital, Udaipur. We will discuss today a case of type 2 diabetes with a patient with high risk of heart failure. So our patient is uh, Mrs. Komal, who is a college professor. She is a 54-year-old female with type 2 diabetes since last 4 years. During routine checkup, she complained of generalized weakness. In the past, she was hospitalized for acute coronary syndrome. It was one year back and also underwent PTCA. In, in her family. Her father had a history of myocardial infarction and also underwent CABG five years ago. Our patients body weight is 71 kgs and height is 155. Her DMI is 29.7, so patient is obese. Her blood pressure on examination was 146 by 86. Her HbA1c that is glycated hemoglobin values are 8.4%. They are above target LDL cholesterol is 75. HDL is 37 mg per deciliter. Triglyceride is 156 mg per deciliter. Total cholesterol is 168 mg per deciliter. The estimated GFR value is 65 ml per minute per 1.73 meters square of body surface area. Our urine ACR that is albumin creatinine ratio is 300 mg per gram, which is high. On echocardiography, she had mildly dilated left atrium and right atrium. Medication patient is taking metformin one gram BD. That is full dose of metformin. She is also taking glimiparate four milligram once a day. She is taking Losartan 50 milligram once a day. Atorvastatin 40 milligram OD, Amlodipine 5 milligram OD. She is also taking chlorothalidone met- metoprolol 50 milligram aspirin once a day. Now, patient has a sedentary lifestyle and she is trying to avoid weight gain and she managed to exercise few times a week, but she is frustrated that her weight is unchanged and she now reports occasional hypoglycemic events as well. Now, what are the important challenges in this patient? which we, uh, we should notice. The first is patient's sugars are not well controlled. So patient is having uncontrolled hyperglycemia, or uncontrolled type 2 diabetes. So HbA1c is 8.4. Ideally, it should be less than 7. Patient is also obese. So obesity is one of the uh, challenge for the patient. Patient is hypertensive. History of previous myocardial infarction. That is uh, patient is a established case of ASCVD. And patient is also having micro LBV which is again a risk factor for uh, ASCVD. And as well as she's on the verge of development of diabetic nephropathy. So what is the risk status for this patient? So patient is very high risk patient because she is a younger diabetic with multi organ target damage with prior acute vascular effect. Now, individualization of A1c target should be done in this patient. So HbA1c should be well controlled in this patient. And patient is also having weight gain due to less physical exercise. Now, as we know, type 2 diabetes is a complex disease, which is characterized by chronic hyperglycemia, which usually increases over time. Now, type 2 diabetes is also associated with other CV risk factors, which include abdominal obesity, hypertension, dyslipidemia, thrombogenic status, low-grade inflammation and oxidative stress. These risk factors, they accelerate the atherothrombosis, which results in CVD, which includes coronary artery disease, stroke and peripheral artery disease. Almost two thirds of patients of type two diabetes, they will die from CVD and half of them will usually have the coronary artery disease. Now, better management during the last two decades, it had allowed uh, reducing the incidence of uh, cv complications yet the residual risk remains high in patients with type 2 diabetes chronic kidney disease also remains a concern and heart failure is also one of the complication which is of major interest both they are at least partly due to reduction in premature death among type 2 diabetes patients now american diabetes associations they are from 2019, they are recommending that CV protective agents should be used as a first add-on anti-diabetic agents in cases in patients who are having established cardiovascular disease. Now, in 2015, the era of evolving dimension of cardiovascular care in type 2 diabetes management, it began with Empiric Outcome Study, which demonstrated significant benefits of empagliflozin reducing the risk of heart failure by 35%. Among participants with a baseline history of heart failure Empagliflozin, it was associated with a numerically lower rate of hospitalization for heart failure, the hazard ratio was 0.75, also of CV death, the hazard ratio was 0.75, with no heterogeneity between participants was seen and with and without benefit was seen in both with and without baseline heart failure subgroups. Among participants who had an initial heart failure empagliflozin was also associated with near 2-fold reduction in risk of subsequent CV death or hospitalization for heart failure. It is possible that SGLT2 inhibitors might prevent the development of heart failure in diabetic patients. So positive top line results of EMPEROR-Reduced study uh, they were published recently patients having heart failure with reduced ejection fraction and it was done in both diabetic as well as in non-diabetic patients. The MPa heart Cardiolink 6 study it demonstrated that empagliflozin could produce early reverse cardiac remodeling in type 2 diabetes and stable coronary artery disease patients. In a subgroup analysis from empiric study, it decreased new onset or worsening of nephropathy by 39% on the top of RAS blocker therapy, that is on the top of ACE meter or ARP. Now the addition of Empagliflozin, it was associated with slower progression of kidney disease, the CV and renal benefits, they seem to be maintained independent of the GFR levels even with progressive EGFR decline. Because of the unique mechanism of action, HGLD2 inhibitors, they have a range of effects that may translate to potential benefits beyond glycemic control, especially in diabetic kidney disease patients. Its associated pleiotropic effects including reduction in blood glucose concentration, natriuresis, and decrease in blood pressure and body weight changes, they might confirm protective effects on kidney by reducing cardiovascular and renal risk factors in diabetic patients. Now if we consider second molecule, the linagliptin, it also has a unique profile with primarily non-renal but hepatobiliary route of elimination, requiring no dose adjustment in patients with Carmelina study, which was a linagliptin cardiovascular outcome study, it confirmed that linagliptin reduced the progression of albuminuria by 14%, hazard ratio was 0.86. Now, if we combine the empagliflozin and linagliptin, this combination it offers a suitable component in a strategy to achieve target HbMc without hypoglycemia as well as without weight gain. Now, as we know, it will cause weight loss, so it will be a beneficial effect. linagliptin is usually considered a weight neutral. In the add-on to metformin trial, confirm hypoglycemic adverse events they occurred with the incidence of 2.2 and 3.6 with Empagliflozin linagliptin 10, 5 or 25. So it was uh, well tolerated, had less risk of hypoglycemia. Reduction in incidence of genital infection associated with agld 2 inhibitors has been reported when a DPP-4 inhibitors is added. Perhaps it is because of a better glucose control, other possible mechanisms are being investigated. So additionally, it would also reduce the daily pill burden of the uh, population. Potentially, it will improve the adherence to and optimizing benefits of treatment of diabetes mellitus. So back to our patient, our patient, if we consider adding some other oral antidiabetic agent, preferably we should go for it combination of empagliflozin and linagliptin, which will have multiple effects, which includes good glycemic control, less chances of hypoglycemia. It will lead to weight loss for the patient. Patient is already obese, so weight loss will be beneficial. And as the patient is established ASCVD case, so giving empagliflozin to this patient will be uh, have uh, multiple benefits for this. Thank you.